Welcome back to the Profit Your Knowledge podcast. Today, we have a business strategist, uh, coach, and mentor who's kind of built himself up from the ground up, basically. And it's going to be really fun to dive into this conversation um, to talk about how to really set up our business for success early on, especially if you're getting started. This would be incredibly important. But even if you've already started your business, and you've been kind of working at this, but feel like things aren't really hitting it off kind of right, or like you're trying the things, but they're not really working. This will also be super helpful for you. And then you can kind of look back, set up your business for success um, using the, the content from today. So my guest today is Jay Handler. Jay, how you doing today? Man, I'm great. Thank you for having me. I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, I'm pumped to have you here, dude. Talking about business strategy and like the whole business side, because like people want to, you know, get into like, doing the stuff and then they kind of miss those important steps to kind of set up the foundation and they just kind of jump into it. So this is gonna be a good, good topic. Yeah. You know, most people, when they start their businesses, right, they, they start because they're an expert in their industry, mm -hmm. but they don't necessarily have the skill sets required to be a business owner. Mm -hmm. yeah, they don't realize that there's a big difference between being, you know, the best plumber on somebody else's team and then starting your own plumbing business. I mean, completely separate things. Totally. So, you know, there's a lot of skill sets that need to be learned. And when folks come into, you know, the the entrepreneurial journey without those skill sets, then what they end up doing is a lot of trial and failure. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I don't call it trial and error because I just call it what it is, <laughs> trial and failure, right? I, I hate that idea. Instead, what I want to do is help people get past those obstacles by, you know, just getting in ahead of the obstacle breaking it down and, and basically destroying the landmine before they step on it. So, mm. you know, when, when somebody comes to me and says, look, I'm starting a business, I've started a business, I can't get going, I'm stuck, I'm, you know, no momentum. You know, the first thing I do is I ask them if they have a mission statement. You know, mm. I, I think personally, you know, yes, I believe every business owner should have a simple business plan at the very least. Yeah. But you're not going to go that far. At least have a mission statement to get you started, right? Mm. Something that points the way the North Star. The biggest mistake that I see entrepreneurs make, the new entrepreneurs make, and the seasoned folks don't typically do it, the new folks, they start their business, and the first thing they do after creating their logo and, and their, you know, whatever, the first thing they do is they start messaging. You know, they immediately start the advertising process, and right. okay, that's great, except for the fact that you're talking in the wrong language and the wrong place at the wrong time to the wrong people. Mm -hmm. So you're not getting anywhere and you can't understand why you're stuck. Well, that's why you're stuck because you started this thing backwards. You started doing the last thing first. Messaging should be towards the end of the process. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we start with, it's the four M's is what I call it. So it's, it's your mission followed by your market, right? You've got to know your ideal customer, your avatar. You've got to know who you're looking for. And if you're thinking to yourself, you know, well, everybody's my client. I could, I mean, anybody could buy my product. Well, that's not what I said. You know, we're not talking about who can buy your product. What we're talking about is that ideal customer profile, that avatar, that perfect, perfect sweet spot that, man, oh, man, they're going to buy easily, quickly, and they're going to continue to stick around with you. You know, it's that that 20% that spend the 80%. That's what we're looking for. Once we identify those and we can't do that until we have a mission statement, right? I mean, you, you've got to know what you're trying to accomplish before you know who you're going to talk to about it. And most businesses don't realize that they've got three, four, five, six avatars. 
each different product, each different service, each different state, each, I mean, everything that you do could potentially have a different avatar. And then you've got a board of directors or you've got employees or you've got, you know, spouse or somebody else that you got to deal with. But at the end of it, you've got to know who your market is, who you're supposed to be talking to. Once you've got that, then and only then should you move forward into media. And that's, you know, figuring out, is it Facebook? Is it LinkedIn? Is it threads? Is it, is it you know, uh, radio, TV, newspaper, magazine, billboard, whatever? You know, where am I going to find a huge section of my ideal customer in bulk so that I'm not spending any time talking to people that aren't my customer, but all of my time talking to people who can buy from me? Mm. Once you've got that, then you can start with your messaging. But your messaging has to mirror that mission your market, and the medium that you're on. Because if you don't, then the people aren't going to understand it. You're going to be speaking the wrong language, talking to them in the wrong way. You're not going to be talking about the fears that they actually have or the you know what they have that they don't want or what they want that they don't have. You're not going to have any of that at your disposal. So that's, that's where we always start. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. Like you have to know if you don't understand the type of person that you want to help. You can't understand what their pain points are because you're just kind of like, well, there's like moms over here, but then I want to help like plumbers over here. It's like totally different pain points. And like, that's, that was the biggest thing. Like when I started making like online courses and having like being able to like create systems that could sell and do things for me in my business. Like it didn't work unless I actually dialed in who, who I actually wanted to help because then you can understand what their pain points are and then you can write to those pain points and solutions that they want. And then you can actually make whatever the sale is the thing that you want. So I'm kind of curious, like your, your take on this, because I know that some people will hear this, like you're, got to find your avatar. You got to create your avatar. And a lot of people I think will negate it and like push it off to the side. Like I did for so long because it seems just like a buzzword, uh, but people hit it home. So it is important, but it's like, it, it can seem overwhelming or it's like, you feel like you're doing all this work and then it doesn't actually help you with your marketing efforts. So I kind of want to know like, what's your take on a simple way that we can create and identify our perfect avatar, that perfect customer. You know, this is this is probably going to be an answer that I'm going to give you three times today because <laughs> it's going to be the same answer to all three questions, I'm sure. But I love chat GPT. I love artificial intelligence. Mm. You know, I know that there are some issues. I know there are things that we've got to work out. But for its functionality, that's what I recommend. I send people over to chat GPT and I tell them, listen, tell chat GPT that it is your uh, business strategist and you're going to give it all this information about your business. It's allowed to ask you questions back, but at the end, you want it to develop for you an ideal customer profile based on what you're doing, and then just hit enter and follow the steps. I mean, it will give you demographics, psychographics. It will give you fears, wants, needs. I mean, it will bring it down. If you give it enough information, it'll tell you what conferences you should be attending in Crazy. order to in front of your ideal customer. I mean, you can do it that easily. I mean, that's not necessarily going to be uh, perfect, right? But it's going right. to be a phenomenal start and way more than 90% of business owners out there have. Hmm. You know, if not, if that's not the way you're going to go, if you're not going to use, uh, you know, AI or you know, ChatGPT or one of the models, then the other thing that I would say is start by understanding the problem you solve, right? If you can understand the problem you solve, it becomes a lot easier to figure out, well, who are you solving that problem for? 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, what are they all about? Why do they have that problem? We can really kind of work this thing backwards and, you know, figure out exactly who we're going after. For those that have uh, clients already, let's just go ahead and pull a revenue report. Let's take a look at revenue long term. If it's a year, if it's five years, if it's 10 years, whatever you've got, but let's look at revenue long term. Let's put it in a spreadsheet and let's order it by most dollars in. So, for example, if you and I are, are two customers and you're putting in $10,000 this year and I'm putting in nine, you're going to be first. I'm going to be second. Mm-hmm. From there, count down, you know, add those numbers up. So your 10 plus my nine is 19 plus their eight and plus this, plus this, plus this. We're going looking for 80% of your revenue over that period of time. Mm-hmm. Whatever that 80% mark is, that's what you're going for. And what you're going to find is that, you know, again, the 80-20 rule, right? 20% of the people on your list make up 80% of the profit. And if that's the case, then shouldn't we be going after the ones that are making the most profit for us? So what we need to look at, I guess, is, you know, understanding that 80-20 rule, figuring out who they are. And then once we've identified those customers, really getting into the nitty gritty of who are they, where are they, you know, what stage are they in, in their business, in their life, whatever the case might be, Uh, you know, and again, just really trying to figure out what problems they have, what needs do they have, where are they already? And, you know, again, there's there's tools out there you can use, but man, I, I can't think of one that's better or more powerful or faster than right. ChatGPT and, and the other AI models. Yeah. Now, I never thought about using ChatGPT to create a customer avatar. There's so much like so many uses to it and it is an incredible tool. But like you said, it, it gives us a foundation. I think that people rely on it a little too heavily, like writing a blog post. They just say, write me a blog post about this writes it for you. And then they're like, cool, copy paste. It's like, no, that's a good foundation, but you got to touch it up, you know, and refine it from there. Uh, But that that is a really great tool. Um, The thing that's like really helped me is just kind of like, you know, like if, if you're thinking about like getting out there into the world, whoever's listening, and let's say that you like maybe don't know what your topic is, but you used to be a fat kid and then you found out how to get really fit. Like that's a problem that you can solve for other people because, you know, I, I love to keep things as simple as possible. And like you said, like identify the problem first. Um, and I kind of like to dive into that a bit more about, because I think that that's so important. Like that really is like even underneath and even deeper than just the customer avatar is the actual problem that you're solving. And I, th- I think that a lot of people try and solve like too many problems rather than attacking one problem in a hundred different ways. You know, it's like there's different ways to attack that same problem. So I kind of like to hear like your opinion a bit more about kind of finding that problem that we can solve. Yeah. I, you know, I, I, I have found the opposite. I have found that people are are not giving anywhere near enough look at the the you know problem that they solve, and they're 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 too focused on delivering this one thing. I had this one great idea. I'm going to put it out there, and I'm just going to bang, 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 bang. And you know, I mean, you've seen it. I mean, we've all seen it. Go look on Facebook or or Twitter or Instagram, and you'll see it instantly, right? And that's that's okay, but you're not going to make any sales that way. Because you don't understand the problem that you solve. You know, it's so important to understand the problem that you solve because it's like that that uh, thorn in the lion's paw, right? Mm. It's the one thing. If you can find a way to extract that thorn from the lion's paw, you are going to be absolutely vital to that lion for the rest of its life. It's going to owe you. It's going to know it needs to have you around. 
So we've got to make sure that if we can figure out the problem, we can go in and figure out exactly who we solve that problem for. But, you know, a florist, what, what problem does a florist have or, or solve? You know, people are looking for uh, ways to make their wedding more beautiful and capitalize on the, you know, on the, the budget that they've got. And so the florist is there to solve that problem, to help them identify the best flowers for the time of month, time of year, whatever the case might be. What's going to match with these colors? What's going to go with that? I mean, it's, it's taking away all of that frustration, that lack of understanding, that lack of knowledge. Mm-hmm. That's good enough as far as I'm concerned, for a beginning when it comes to, you know, what problem do you solve? We could go deeper than that, but that's certainly, you know, sort of the way that we would start anyway. Yeah. So I'm kind of curious, like if someone can look at their kind of background, if they're like just kind of getting started, then how would you kind of say like with what they have so far, if they're just kind of like, I'm running blank on this, like to even find the problem that I can help people solve, what kind of tips do you have for them? I don't know how you're going to have a business. <laughs> I, mean, I, to, mean, I mean, to find that problem. Well, I mean, again, to define the problem, you've got to understand your ideal customer, right? And remember, our ideal customer was the first, thing, well, the second thing we did after our mission statement, right? We've got to figure out that ideal customer because once we figure out the ideal customer, then we can figure out where we're going to talk to them and what we're going to talk to them about. And that messaging that what we're going to talk to them about, that's where what you're talking about comes in. So in order to craft that message, we do, we need to know the problem that we solve. That's the message that we need to get out there. So look at your ideal customer or your existing customers, look at who you're going to serve. What is your service, your product, your whatever, your app, what is your thing going to do? that's going to make their lives just a little bit better. Mm. What are you going to do to either take them out of pain or give them additional benefit? That's why people buy either to get out of pain or to get that extra benefit to to sneak ahead of everybody else. Mm -hmm. So that's the real question. What problem do you solve? I I think it goes right back to, you know, we've got to have that customer avatar. Mm -hmm. And if you do the right way, I mean, if you really pay attention to it and and put some effort into it, that I I, I believe it's going to just come to you. The problem that you solve is going to be there in that description. Yeah, it's just, it's obvious right there in the description of your avatar. Right. So as you've, as you've like gained just more experience in your own business and in helping other people from different levels to maximize, grow, scale their own business, what do you feel has become more important to you and why? You're talking generally what's become more important over time? Yeah, just to that in general, kind of like that business growth. You know, I think it's a great question. For me, I would say that, you know, the one thing that I've really come to learn and understand far more than I did when I started my own business, my my first business, which was an abject failure because I didn't know what the hell I was doing. (laughs) I didn't know, I didn't have the skill sets. I didn't know that foundation. So, you know, it wasn't until I hired my first coach Mm -hmm. that I started to understand what was missing. So, I mean, to me, I would say, and I know this is self-serving as hell, but really I would say, find yourself a coach, a consultant, a mentor, uh, you know, somebody who can teach you the things that you don't know. Mm -hmm. And that one person doesn't have to be 
the answer to all of the problems. Maybe you've got two or three different people that you're talking to working with whatever on different issues because they're experts in those. But it took me five, six, seven years of Mm. three failed businesses before I realized that the problem might be me. You know, I keep thinking, well, well, you know, why did this fail? Why did this fail? Why did this fail? Well, you know, after three, I got to look in the mirror and (laughs) maybe this is my fault, right? Yeah. So, you know, at that point I I went and asked people for advice Mm. and I found a coach that's, you know, Hey, listen, I can work with you. I can help you get to this point and that point. And what she did for me in short order was she figured out how to locate the obstacles that I was going to come to Mm. and um, disassemble them before we got to them, right? Blow up the landmine before we step in it. I like that. You know, she's been in business a lot longer than I have. She's seen a lot more than I have. Mm -hmm. So a lot of these problems, these obstacles, these, you know, call them challenges, whatever you want to call them, all of these things that are in our way, they're not unique, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, you and I may have experienced each one of them a little bit differently, but they're not unique. The problem themselves is Mm -hmm. not at all unique. And so you have two choices to make or, or two choices you can choose from. You can either trial and error or, or what I call trial and failure. I, I mean, I hate that concept because it's got error right there in it, mm-hmm. right? You can either try and error your way, fake it till you make it, or you can ask somebody who's already been there to help you get over it, to show you how they did it. Mm-hmm. Why reinvent the wheel on every single obstacle that comes up right. when for pennies on the dollar? I mean, the, the ROI is ridiculous, but for pennies on the dollar, you could have somebody in your pocket, in your corner, working with you, to be that extra set of eyes and to show you the skill sets that you might need moving forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love, I love that. I, I mean, mentorship is huge. Um, I think that everybody can kind of relate who's ever maybe invested in themselves, that there are great mentors and there are crap mentors and I've yeah, invested absolutely. in myself a lot. You know, <laughs> I've, I've invested in a lot of people who left me way worse off than I was before I had met them, but they promised me big things. And then it, didn't work out. And I was like, well, shit, now I lost money, but then I had to find ways to make that money. But then I've invested in coaches and mentors who have propelled me to new heights than I ever expected. And you know, I, I think, think it's, no, yeah. I'm sorry, go ahead. Sorry. Well, I was just going to say, I think that everybody's kind of related. I'm sure you have, I see you nodding your head. And I just kind of curious, like, I'd love to talk a bit more about like your criteria, I guess, when you're thinking about making an investment. So, because like we've talked about before, like, everybody's the expert, even if they don't necessarily have that expertise. Um, so what do you kind of look for when you're thinking about hiring a mentor? You know, there's, there's a couple things. The first thing is I need to know that they've been where I'm going. Mm. Right. I mean, that's, to me, that's one of the most important ones, not the most important, but one of the most important, I need to know that they know how to get me where I'm going. Mm -hmm. You know, a GPS that doesn't know where Wyoming is can't get me to Wyoming. (laughs) It just doesn't make any sense. So, you know, you've got to make sure that they actually know what the hell they're talking about and that they they've been there. They've done that. Mm -hmm. If you can figure that out, I think you're in in good shape. Mm -hmm. You know, I want you to find somebody, or I recommend that you find somebody that resonates with you. You know, if, if their speaking style, if their manner of coaching doesn't fit with you, if it makes you uncomfortable or you don't get it, or you can't follow it easily, that's the wrong mentor. Right. You know, you need somebody who speaks your language, who can understand, relate to you and teach you what you need to know from wherever you started. Mm-hmm. So you've got to know that they can do those things. And I'll tell you the the biggest one and the biggest lesson I think I've learned over the years is you have got to, got to, got to vet these people. You know, COVID created a, 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 just a plethora 
of what I call those COVID coaches. Mm-hmm. And, and I'll admit, I'm one of them. I mean, I was, I've been a consultant for a very long time. I've been, you know, working with chambers of commerce, trade associations all around the globe sure. for, you know, the last 12 years, but working with independent business owners, you know, that business was fairly new to me. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you, you've got to come at it, understanding that, you know, the, the trials and tribulations that you're going to have, mm-hmm. you've got to find somebody that speaks your language and you know, you've got to make sure that you ask people who have used them before about their experience. Don't let them be the one to tell you. Don't look at their website and say, oh, that must be it, because you don't know if they created it or somebody else did. Sure. The only way you can really know if this mentor is going to be right for you is if they speak your language, if they've been there before, and if you can speak to five or six of their referrals, five or six of their clients. Hmm. That's a good rule. Yeah, is to think about. I mean, yeah, I think that it is huge. Because like the people who... I have kind of rushed into investing in because I was just like, like we're kind of trained growing up, especially with like, or I mean, growing up entrepreneurially. Um, what I was always told is like, invest in yourself, invest in yourself. Like you said it to me, you know, because it's important. And yeah. I was just hearing that. So I was like quick to jump the gun in some investments. And it was just like, I found someone's website. I booked a call with them and then I did it. And then that was one of the worst investments <laughs> ever. Oh, I'll tell you what, I, I got hammered. And I mean, this happened within the last two years. Okay. So, you know, I was on, uh, I don't know if anybody's or how many of you are familiar with Clubhouse, but it's a social media app that's audio only, right? So, I mean, you're, you're talking to people. I mean, it's, it's, you're in rooms having conversations with people. And what I've found is that we start to build these relationships on pretty much nothing. And the same is true on Facebook and LinkedIn. Well, maybe not LinkedIn as much, but Facebook and Instagram and some of the others. We build these relationships that are based on on paper. There, there's nothing there. Mm-hmm. And so we really don't know this person. We just think we do. They don't really know us. They just think they do. And so we like them. You know, we begin to get to know them, to like them and to trust them, which is mm-hmm. essential. And the problem is, is that when you trust them, you start to let your guard down. And mm-hmm. I did it. I, I know better. I've been doing this for 12 plus years. I know sure. better. And I hired somebody to put together a website for me that, you know, just absolutely should never have had their finger on anything that I was doing. I just mm-hmm. didn't realize it because I didn't bother to vet him. I thought, you know what? I know this guy. I know him well. Well, maybe Ish. not. <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe not so much. Don't lose money. Don't get taken like that. I mean, it, it's it's demoralizing. You know, when you give somebody good money only to see it, you know, fade away and you got nothing in return. Mm-hmm. Got to yeah. protect your assets. And I'll tell you, you know, one of the things that you said, I, I really wanted to kind of play off of when, you know, when you were talking about, you know, invest in yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the things that, that I try and teach my clients and my students all the time is to think about the fact that it's not so much spending money on a thing as it is solving a problem that you have. Right. If you've got a challenge, if your sales are not where they need to be, you need somebody who knows sales to come in and help you out and get you to that place. But rather than thinking of that as an investment or a cost, let's think of that as a benefit. Because the reality is, if you've done your homework, if you've got a good coach, a good consultant, a good mentor, a good whatever you're using, if you've got somebody who knows their stuff and they can help you, Man, that is absolutely fantastic. Mm-hmm. But you have to understand that you're losing money right now 
by not having them. I mean, for example, anybody listening to this podcast right now that isn't my client already, you are you are spending the money to have me as your coach. You're just not getting the benefit of having me as your coach because the value that I'm going to be able to bring to your business is so far and away greater than anything I could ever charge. It's just that simple. You know, when you find something that's a no-brainer, you know, when you know somebody can help you, when you know something can help you, a tool, a person, whatever it is, then don't think of it as a cost. Think of the fact that, you know, you're already spending the money in the fact that you've left these bags of money on the table. Right. I can help you. That other consultant can help you. That sales trainer can help you, whatever. Help you pick those bags up. And now you've got the money to pay them. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's so important to figure out what that opportunity cost is because it's huge. No, it can be anyway. No, absolutely. It's um yeah, I I I it is fundamental just I but I mean like you kind of have to make investments regardless in yourself and you know, even if it does fall through, I learned a lot from the great investments, but I also learned a lot from the not so great ones. And I still took away things. And I think that that's part of just being an entrepreneur is like, it's kind of like gambling in a way. Like, I mean, even if you vet someone, they have testimonials and stuff. Like it's best if you can talk with someone who's actually worked with them on the phone or on a call or something like that or in person, but like, you know, testimonials and stuff, sometimes people can make up their own testimonials and that kind of stuff. And it's like, you don't really know until you try. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think the trust, the trust piece is so big, especially nowadays, which is why, I mean, I'm huge on like, if, if I'm considering investing in someone, I want to see that they have a consistent string of like, at least a YouTube video, a podcast or YouTube channel, podcasts or blogs that I can read through. Cause the best coaches that I've ever invested in all had a great one of those that either had a podcast, great YouTube channel or blog, because these channels go a lot deeper than just like a quick Twitter thing or Facebook posts. And then I got to kind of look into them more and start to test out, maybe try a paid product before I invested in them further. You know, and I think that that's really important is to have like kind of those different tiers and have that consistent, like long form content for your audience. So like you're talking about, like if someone is beginning it and they work with you, they find out who this person is, this ideal audience or this ideal prospect and the problems that they face and they're creating like YouTube videos around that, then people can start to binge watch their YouTube channel and they share their own stories of how they can relate and whatnot. And they're going deep on these topics. Then that builds trust because like it showcases that you know what you're talking about. I can relate to it. And then, you know, like you said, it's like, you have, if someone can have those testimonials, that's ideal where you can actually connect with someone. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't look at the testimonials that anybody writes. I mean, right. even like in a Facebook chat when they, you know, when somebody's offering a product and the questions and I mean, I, I suspect or expect them to be fake too. I don't, mm-hmm. I, I want to talk to a real life person. I want to talk to somebody who's used your services. Give me the names of a couple of the companies that you've worked for so I can go talk to them. Um, really, really, really important as far as I'm concerned, you know, mm-hmm. but I, again, I think that it's, it's so important that we understand who we're dealing with before we deal with them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when you talk about content, you know, whether it's long form, short form, video, audio, print, vi- uh, you know, images doesn't make any difference. What you've got to understand is that in order to create content, you have to understand the problem that you solve. Because that's how the content becomes engaging. You know, when you say to somebody who doesn't care, hey, I'm an avid kite flyer, 
Right. It goes in one ear and out the other. They're gone. But if you said, I'm an avid kite flyer to somebody else who is an avid kite flyer, well, what do you think is going to happen? You're going to have a conversation. They're not going to just walk away from you at that point. You've got that in common. So in my marketing materials, you know, if I can say, listen, are you frustrated? Are you uh, aggravated? Are you stuck? You know, is, is your business making the kind of money that you thought it would? You know, get them thinking, get them asking questions about your product, your service. You know, the 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 greatest, I, I spent 15 years in radio sales and sales management across the U.S. Oh, that's why you have such a nice voice. I was wondering. <laughs> I appreciate it. But, well, I didn't spend much time on air. I was on air for about mm. six minutes. And then I realized that, you know, the guys driving the fancy cars, those were the salespeople. So I switched yeah. over to the other side of the, of the microphone. But in in working in radio for all of those years, you know, the my favorite commercial of all time, the favorite ad I ever wrote was for a chiropractor. Hmm. What problem does the chiropractor solve? I'm in pain. I don't want to be in pain anymore. The chiropractor solves that problem. They're going to help me get out of pain, right? I mean, there's right. more, but sure. that's, that's that. So what we did is we used a, a couple of tricks or strategies. One called the pattern interrupt, where you want to get everything different, right? So you and I are having a conversation, everything, you know, there are probably people that are nodding off right now, not really paying attention. But if I all of a sudden raise my voice, they're probably going to come back in, <laughs> right? Pattern interrupt, right? Sure. Or if I love started whispering, you know, they're going to have to lean in to hear me. They're going to get more engaged. Well, what we did for the pattern interrupt is we put three seconds of silence in the ad. So the ad starts off with three seconds of silence. Now think about this. You're in your car, you're driving. The music stops or the last ad stops. And now you got silence. What do you do automatically? You listen in. What happened? Yeah. <laughs> you, might you might turn the volume up. I mean, you're, you're focused right there on that issue. So we did that in order to get them to listen. And then the commercial itself, the wording was incredibly, uh, you could call it motivational if you want. I personally, I think it was manipulative, but I think that's a good word. I don't think manipulating people. Persuasive. Is You're, yeah, it's persuasive. Persuasive. What we did is we said, you know, you've been in the car for a while. Move your back around a little bit. How's that feel? Mm. Push your neck around. How's that feel? Rotate your shoulders. Everything good? Or are you like 80% of us in pain and just living with it? You know, yeah, I understand and I can help you. I mean, that, that's the basic message, but we had forced them to listen to us. We knew we had the right audience. We knew that they were in a captive space. They're in their car. They're driving around. It's where most of the radio listening was going on. Mm -hmm. And so all we had to do is just remind them of that pain, remind them of what they're dealing with that they don't want to deal with anymore and showing them there's a way out of this. There's a pathway out. Mm. I can help you. I can show you the way I've been there. Yeah, that's beautiful. That's a uh, copywriting. It's so big and just copy in general. I mean, yeah. that's just, that is copy is what it is. Just, it was in the spoken word, but that's amazing, dude. I like it. I like the moment of silence and everything <laughs> adverts. Um, cool, dude. Well, it, it, we're at our time right now. And uh, Jay, it's been, a, it's been a thought provoking and fun conversation. Just getting to know you a bit. Uh, where can people connect with you? Where do you hang out most? And where can people like consider diving in deeper with you? Well, listen, I, I'm on most of the social media platforms at Jay Handler, J-A-Y-H-A-N-D-L-E-R. Uh, my email is jay, J-A-Y, at coachjhandler.com. 
you can go to my website at handlerteam.com and you can schedule a 30 minute consult. Cool. My pleasure to invest in you. Not going to cost you a penny. You and I talking about your business and ways that we can help, ways that we can solve the problems that you're dealing with. And the one guarantee that I make is, is there's never going to be a sales pitch in that first 30 minutes. We're going to take that time to talk about your problem and solving it. If after that, you feel like I might be the right coach for you and I feel like I might be the right coach for you, we can talk about the pricing if you need to. But that's where we start. Love it. Right on. So we'll put links down in the description uh, for anyone who wants to dive deeper with Jay. Jay, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. For the listener, take one thing that you got from this, one thing that's sticking with you. If it's kind of just creating your client avatar, I actually looked at Jay's website. He has a free avatar blueprint, uh, which I would highly recommend you pick up if that is what you realized was your first step to kind of get this ball rolling. Book a call with Jay. Dive a bit deeper and it'll help you get started in the right direction. But the most important thing is that you actually do something instead of be like, oh yeah, that sounds like a good idea. It's like actually do something with it and then you'll be able to start seeing results. Thanks for hanging out with us. We'll see you in the next one.